Hey, friends. I wanted to let you know that I edited this compilation episode myself. So the sound is a little less even than most episodes, which are done by my regular editor, the amazing Gretchen Kilby. I hope you'll bear with me through that because you're about to get cuts from previous episodes that you haven't heard before, and they're amazing. Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I'm sex educator and sexual communication coach, Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Hi, friends. Whatever you may be celebrating or not, I hope you're having a very happy holiday season. This is our final episode of the year, and for that matter, of the decade. So I wanted to revisit some of the most popular conversations we've had during this first year of Good Girls Talk About Sex. Today, you'll hear excerpts from the Q&A portion of four interviews, and much of this material ended up on the cutting room floor the first time around, so it's going to be all new content for regular listeners. Patreon supporters got a sneak peek at these extended conversations when they first came out, but more on that later. First up is Danielle from the episode Bad Self-Esteem, But a Great Body, originally released in June. Danielle and her husband have the popular podcast Marriage and Martinis, which I've been thrilled to be a guest on several times, and I highly recommend. On the show, they talk very openly about the highs and lows of their marriage. So Danielle was willing to come here and talk about the highs and lows of her sex life. In this all-new excerpt, Danielle talks about the crush she had as a teenager on her 70-year-old teacher, how she and Adam engage in breath play, also known as choking, during sex, how much noise she makes during sex, and how much noise she wants her partner to make. Do you have sex during your period? No, or at least not purposely. <laughs> because you don't like it? Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Adam doesn't care. Okay. I, I don't like it. I First of all, um, I don't want to be the one to clean it after, and I don't want anybody else cleaning it after. <laughs> I understand that. So I don't want to be in a hotel and leave that for somebody else, yeah. and I don't want to you know deal with the aftermath. And I, I, and I again, less friction. I want more friction. Gotcha. Yeah. Hair down there or are you bare? Uh, hair down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A fantasy you've been wanting to try but haven't yet. Uh, oh, definitely lesbian experience. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever felt a sexual urge that confused you? Mm, that's a good question. 
yeah, I was highly, 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 highly attracted to my high school history teacher who was in his 70s when I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, he was so old. He's now dead. <laughs> I mean, I legitimately like never acted on it. And thankfully he didn't either. But a hundred percent had he made a move on me, probably would have gone through it. Yeah. Wow. Through it. Yes. Do you know what the attraction was? Uh, I mean, he was super brilliant. Um, he was very outdoorsy, not attractive for sure. <sighs> But I think everybody knew too. I mean, I, you know, it was an ongoing joke that I had a crush on him, but I legitimately had a crush on him. Wow. Yeah. What's the kinkiest thing you enjoy? The kinkiest thing I enjoy uh, is definitely um, being, you know, like uh, aggressively choked. Okay. So I want to pause here for a second. Um, because that's, that's, uh, breath play is, is intense stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, what kinds of agreements do you have with Adam around breath play? And do you have any sort of safety protocol in place? So we haven't really had an issue with it. We both, I think I, I would equate it to, um, you know how you have a fear, and I don't want to say, listen, you should all have safety in place. I am not condoning anybody doing anything that's, but for us, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I, I think we have a feel for at this point, the other person and, um, you know, you know, when to ease up and you don't do it for too long. And, um, I think we've gotten pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think, you know, all I would have to do. I, I could probably just grab his hands and pull him off, but uh -huh. I have not had to do that yet. And so how far do you go? Do you actually, do you allow him to take you to the point of near blackout or? No, okay. no it's not quite like that. No, it's more, um, I think it's more like, you know, aggressive and then backing off a tiny bit and then aggressive and then backing off uh -huh. a tiny, you know, room to catch your breath. Okay. And do yeah. you, does it heighten your sexual pleasure? Is that why you completely, do it? Completely, uh -huh. completely, both of us. And especially if we do it simultaneously. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. You both choke each other at yeah, the same like time? Yeah, like if it's both at the same time. Really? I've never heard about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a thing or not a thing, but it works for us. I'm sure it's a thing. <laughs> Everything is <Right>. a thing. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> this is just a realm I haven't played in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, for sure, it makes me see, you know, we, we talk... I, I have just started to explore research of BDSM and that kind of thing. And we haven't partaken in it yet, but I don't, you know, I certainly see how I would be a candidate for it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, do you swallow during a blowjob or not? I do. Do you make noise during sex? Yes, I do. But we also have three kids at home. And so it's, you know, it gets, you have to be careful, but um, I prefer to make noise. So do you quiet yourself when the kids are at, in the house? Or yeah, I think I, I think probably it's like a reflex now. Yeah. So you don't you like know, put the pillow over your face to. <laughs> I think Adam probably covers my mouth. So I'm sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you enjoy direct stimulation to the clit? Do you prefer the hood to be touched or do you prefer it to not be touched at all? From just uh, manual stimulation, I can orgasm pretty easily. So a lot of times much more easily than during sex. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I'm, I'm pretty like 
fair game down. I think I'm, it's pretty easy. It's pretty across the board. Yeah. How do you feel about the smell or taste of your own juices if Adam goes down on you and then kisses you? I hate it. I really hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It does not turn me on at all. I do not let him kiss me after. Okay. And is he okay with that? I mean, I think he's just used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you feel when your partner can't get an erection or keep an erection during sex? We don't usually have that problem. Sometimes we have the problem where he, he says he can always finish, but there are sometimes when it takes a really long time. And that is bothersome to me because, um, they're allowed to be done and then we're done. But we're allowed to be done, and then we have to wait for them to be done. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I, and I get, I tend to get sore and tired, and um, you know, the, and but yet you feel like the bad wife or the bad woman saying, "Okay, no, I've had enough. Yeah. I'm done." Adam has this thing like, "When I'm done, I'm done." Right. Like, like it's like giving someone a plate of food after they're full. Yeah. So I wonder, in having this conversation with you, I wonder if there might be a way to begin to change that conversation. If when you're done and he's not, and you're starting to get sore, which is an experience that I think most women can probably relate to. Uh-huh. If you Especially s- after 40. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you say, okay, I need to stop intercourse, but I'm still going to like, I will give you a hand job. I'll give you a blow job. I'll use a toy on you. There's actually a great toy. I'll put it in the show notes for this. It's called an egg. It's amazing. We love it. Oh, okay, um, cool. That I will continue to help you to get to your climax, but we need to, <laughs> we need to remove that restriction, uh, remove that from my you know, genital area. Right. And if he has that experience, then maybe it will help him to begin to understand the reverse, that there are times when you need more. Yeah. You've already said that you are not into anal sex. Do you enjoy ass play at all? Uh, not not for me, no. I don't like it for me, but I'm I'm okay with it on the guy. So you will play with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't like it for me, no. I don't like, I'm not comfortable back there. I don't like it. I, I don't. I, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Do you prefer when your partner makes noise or is quiet? I much, much, much prefer for him to make noise. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has started to uh you know to reach out a little bit and try and has made some um some progress there and actually seems to enjoy it a little bit more. But uh but no, that has been a huge issue for us is that I really need the, you know, I really need him to be vocal and he, he struggles with that. Do you enjoy dirty talk during sexual yes, encounters? Yes, very much. Yeah. And that's something that I know Adam is working on. He's working on it. Yep. I want to invite you to imagine for a moment what your ideal sex life looks like and feels like. Who are you with? What type of sex do you have together? How do you feel while touching them? And how does your body feel when they touch you? Or maybe you'd like to be having less sex than you're currently having. If you don't know 
Or if that vision of your ideal doesn't look at all like what's currently going on in your bedroom, I can help. With personalized sex and intimacy coaching, we'll explore where you are, how you got here, where you want to be, and the steps to help you get there. There are no right or wrong answers, just the answers that work for you. I understand that exploring your sexuality and all that goes with it, your body image, your belief in your lovability, and more can be terrifying. Believe me, I sat in the middle of that fire for decades. I know how painful it is. But I also stepped out the other side, stronger, more confident, and more certain of my lovability and desirability, and I want the same for you. I work with couples and one-on-one, whether you've never explored your sexual desires before, or you want to explore things you've never done before, like maybe BDSM or non-monogamy, or if you and your partner need some help figuring out how to communicate together so you can have better sex. I'm queer, kinky, and poly-friendly, and I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life. Together, we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. A new client recently said that before her discovery call, she was extremely nervous, but that I made the experience feel easy and comfortable. So book your free discovery call today at leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Next up is Betsy from the episode when we started to explore kink, originally released in July. Betsy says that she has a naturally high libido, but an unhappy marriage beat it right out of her. Now she's with a new partner and exploring her long suppressed interest in BDSM. I have a feeling the reason this episode was so popular is because a lot of you are interested in exploring kink and BDSM also. In this extended Q&A excerpt, Betsy talks about the division of their sex time between kinky play and so-called vanilla play her experience of multiple orgasms, and the sexual fantasy that really confused her before she discovered her interest in BDSM. Do you have sex during your period? Yes. Do you have hair down there or are you bare? I have hair everywhere. (laughs) It's actually one of the things that I told him before we ever saw each other. I don't shave. And I'm never going to shave again. And he was cool with that. He was going to have to be. And at this point, he's gotten to the point where he thinks it's super sexy. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Have you ever felt a sexual urge that confused you? Yeah, Jesus Christ. The looking at torture books and being turned on, freaked me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So now that you are uh, exploring in this realm, 
Are you actually going as far as those torture scenes that you saw in the books? No. And do which you, do is you desire fine. to? No. Mm-hmm. It. I. I get that it was the general direction that was titillating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found as I have explored some in the DNS dominant and submissive territory that there are some things that are turn ons for me. That when they happen in real life, I'm like, oh no, that that yeah. needs to remain firmly in fantasy territory. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the kinkiest thing you enjoy? Um, I totally love it when I'm, uh, bent over his lap and he's playing with both of my holes and I'm playing with my clit. Mm -hmm. It takes me forever to come because it's just so much sensation, but it's incredible. (laughs) Do you swallow during a blowjob or not? Yeah. How often do you have sex? Um, every chance I get. (laughs) As many times a day as possible. (laughs) I happen to not be interested in first thing in the morning, which is a real bummer for him. But if I could get up and go do my breakfast and then come back, I'm right on it. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to fuel yourself up before you can go. Yeah, I'm a morning person. I need to wake up. I need to jump out of bed and do stuff. And then I can come back and do stuff. Gotcha. (laughs) How often do you masturbate? Very little right now don't need to when yeah no god no (laughs) (laughs) unless i'm on the phone with him and that's that's a whole different thing oh okay do you make noise during sex yes now i do i never used to what do you think the difference i don't um the sub role um starting to realize that it's hot um for me you know, I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be super hot for the guy when the girl makes noise, but um, it's a loss of inhibitions. Like, I think it's the sub role. It just allows me to be completely what I am. Mm. Uh, and is- it's not like I, I don't shriek and scream at volume. Like, well, I guess you'd have to ask him. I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This is something I didn't ask you earlier. How much of your uh, sex time is spent in this sort of kinkier BDSM world? And how much of your sex time is spent in um, more vanilla play? Um, That's actually a great question. Um, And we play along the line. Between, I don't think we do very much. What does he call it? Sweet. He doesn't call it vanilla. Um, it's something like sweet, mm-hmm. um, sweet sex. Um, we do that probably one out of every five, and we do like hardcore tied up, like hardcore. We don't do hardcore anything, mm. but um, tied up, like another one out of five, and then the other three are borderline where he'll add some pain in or um yeah so so our generic sex is not vanilla Mm -hmm. but it's also not what anybody in the kink world would probably consider kinky Mm -hmm. i I, I don't know like it's not it's not hardcore anything sure 
Do you enjoy direct stimulation to the clit? Do you prefer the hood to be touched or do you prefer it to not be touched at all? I love clit play. All of the above. Okay. And because I'm into pain, actually, uh, the direct, direct clit play is actually great for me once I'm fully turned on. Mm. How do you feel about the smell or taste of your own juices if he kisses you after going down on you? I've gotten to the point where I really like it. Like, I love to suck it off his dick mm. or smell it on his beard. It sounds like that's new. To like it? Mm-hmm. I think to allow myself to notice if I liked it or not. Mm. How do you feel when your partner loses or can't get an erection? We do other stuff. Um, at this point, I don't feel bad at all. I feel so completely satisfied by our sex life um, that it's it's just not even an issue when he goes soft. How do you feel about ass play? <laughs> <laughs> Integral. <laughs> Uh, Do you prefer when your partner makes noise or is quiet? I love it when he talks and makes noise. Do you tend to orgasm quickly or take a long time? Uh, uh, It depends on the time of month. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, More and more, it's fast, like really fast. Um, But uh, there are times that I'm a hard come, so it takes a lot longer. And is your play session over when you come or are you a multi-orgasm girl? (laughs) I think before we stopped counting, there was one session that was 24 times. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's kind of what I thought. I have to say, I call him a sex god on a fairly regular basis. Before we move on to our third excerpt, I want to take a moment to send huge gratitude to the amazing listeners who support the podcast through Patreon. I do this podcast because I love it. I absolutely love doing these interviews and sharing them with you. And while it's free for you to listen, it's not free for me to produce. All told, I pay over $100 per episode out of pocket for editing, administrative help, and online services to make this podcast a reality. If you're looking at your budget for 2020 and have some wiggle room to support female-positive, sex-positive, judgment-free conversations that help us all to shed shame and say all the things... I invite you to join the community of supporters at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. For as little as $1 a month, you can help make this podcast financially viable. And here's a little secret. If we got enough supporters, I could broadcast every week. I've got plenty of material to make it happen. The only thing that's keeping it from becoming a reality is funding. So if you want to be part of the next sexual revolution, join us at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. I also want you to hear this. 
if you'd love to give but don't have any wiggle room in your budget, I see you. I am intimately familiar with what it feels like to struggle to make ends meet. Isolated instances of sexual violence are correlated with a disruption in economic earning power. And I know very few women who have experienced only an isolated instance of sexual assault, coercion, and violence. If you are struggling and this podcast helps you to see the possibility of a new path, I want you to know that the podcast will always be freely available because you are not alone and you are deserving of this type of support. If you wanted to let a few friends know about the podcast, that would be an amazing way of supporting us as well. And now, on to the next set of clips with Jesse Neeland, the incredible body image coach who I've been privileged to work with. Jesse is the only person I've interviewed twice, and I did it because in the six months between our two interviews, she radically shifted from dating primarily men to dating primarily women. This extended Q&A cut comes from our second interview titled Exploring Queer Sex that aired in June. She talks about the hormonal issues she's been dealing with over the last couple years, her masturbatory habits, and how long it takes her to orgasm. Do you have sex during your period? Um, I have. I don't really get a period anymore, which is actually a whole other thing. Um, Hormonally speaking, I'm kind of a disaster at the moment, but... I did when I had it, as long as the other person was super, super into it, you know, as long as they really didn't care. Do you have hair down there or are you bare? I am laser bare. And it is one of those things. I might've even said this to you before, because I got lasered in my mid twenties, that since I've sort of done a lot of this work, I'm kind of like, man, I wish I could rock a huge bush and like, just have that, uh, you know, sort of free experience, but that'll never happen. So why did you decide to get lasered? Um, because I had been shaving since basically I had any hair. I'd never had any hair. So I couldn't imagine a world in which I would ever want any hair. Um, but you know, with like shaving bumps and waxing, gave me ingrown hairs and stuff. I was like, the laser was just a, like a a dream. I was like, Oh my God, I just wouldn't have to do anything. Um, and, and I will say I like it most of the time I like it, but sometimes I see other women rocking body hair and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I kind (laughs) of wish I could just like for the movement, you know, like to show that that's okay. What is a fantasy you've been wanting to try but haven't yet? Hmm. That is a very good question. Uh, I think a recent fantasy that I haven't gotten to explore yet would be a threesome with two women. I've had a variety of other threesomes experiences, um, always with like a combo of genders. And actually with two men, I've done that as well. But I, I had never done with two women and I... I think that sounds awesome. If I were not currently partnered with a man, that is one of mine too. (laughs) You've never done it? No, I haven't. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Oh my God. So this is like, I'm sure that you probably can relate to this, but sometimes if I'm in the mood to watch porn, you know, I'll type in like lesbian or cause lately I'm like, you know, in this mindset, right? So 
like I want to see women. I don't really want to see like a dude and his dick. It's just like not what I'm in the mood for. Um, but all the like lesbian stuff is so like still for the male gaze. Oh, it's you just so tell gross. They don't want to touch each other. It's like, oh my God, like they like slap her boob or something and then like get away. Like every part of her is not turned on by this other woman, you know? Yeah. Oh God, it's awful. But um, yeah, I've been wishing I could see a three woman threesome video because I've been like sort of fantasizing about it. And I'm like, I wish there were videos like, I'm sure there are, but I haven't come across one yet. That was like, I'm just curious what that hall would really be like in the real world. How often do you masturbate? Ooh, that changes a lot as well. And, you know, I'm noticing more with uh, hormonal bullshit going on um, that I can go like weeks without thinking about it. And then all of a sudden for days, it's like sometimes multiple times a day. So I'm like, that's that's a new pattern. It didn't used to be like that. I'd say it used to be kind of like four or five days a week if I was single. It was like the same amount that I would want to have sex. Um, and I think that it, it does seem to be shifting. I remember my masturbatory habits changing um, over time through my 30s. They changed several times. Hmm. Um, and I, I have to believe that it has something to do with hormones. Hmm. I've also like gone on and off different birth controls over the last couple of years to try to handle um, PMDD, which is just like a, a hormonal nightmare. So I think that it's responsive to that. And it's also hard to tell because they take a while. You know, it's like it takes a few months for each thing to sort of stabilize. So I can't really tell exactly what's causing what, but it's definitely shifting. Do you enjoy direct stimulation to the clit, prefer the hood to be touched or prefer it to not be touched at all? Um, this changes dramatically based on what part of the arousal process I'm in. Um, I would say that at first I don't want it to be touched at all. Kind of like direct nipple stimulation. Um, until I'm more aroused, it feels kind of weird and yucky. Uh, once I get aroused, I want both of those places to be touched directly for sure. Um, and like, you know, the closer I get towards orgasm, like touched hard and, you know, with pressure and, and all that. So I think it, it, the answer is yes. And not without being properly aroused. That I think that's such an important distinction to make that yeah. some people uh, maybe don't realize that there is a distinction to be made. So thank you for totally explicating you know, that. When I'm really lazy and I'm masturbating like with a vibrator or something, um, which if I'm being honest is most of the time, my masturbation habits are pretty lazy. Uh, it is like sometimes at first, if I don't like do some self-touching all over my body, nipples, you know, skin, if I don't get into my body first, the first like minute or couple of minutes of masturbating are like kind of awkward is the only word I can think of it. Weird. Like there's a bit of a weirdness to it. I'm like, it feels good, but it's weird. But like, this is the fastest way to be done with this. If I'm just trying to like orgasm and go to sleep, but for sure it doesn't have the same kind of pleasure response. And it's not as like luscious and it's certainly not as good of an orgasm as if I take the time to like touch my body and get uh, turned on before going for that like vibration. How do you feel about ass play? I love it, but I love it only if the other person loves it. I don't think I would ever ask for it without knowing that the other person got turned on by it actively, which was such an absolute gift with the one person who really introduced me to this because um, he was so into it <laughs> that I had basically had no choice but to be like, well, I guess like, let's see, you know, because I up until that point, it had just sounded kind of yucky. 
And when I saw how turned on it made him to like have uh, for, for himself too, by the way, like he liked ask play on him and he liked to do it to me. Um, and so I was like, okay. And I remember asking the first time I was like, so thank you for that. That actually did feel good, but I'm still having a very complicated reaction to it. So can you just like, <laughs> walk me through why is that not gross to you? Like, why is that an okay thing to do? Why is that an okay p- place to put your mouth? Like just to walk me through it. And he basically was like, it, it's just so arousing to me that I can't even imagine caring like that. His answer was like, I I don't know. I don't know, but I just couldn't care less. It's so hot. And I was like, okay, well I'll accept that answer. And then over time I did ask him about uh, anal sex at one point. I was like, what if like something gets on it? You know, it's all like self-conscious and he's like, it's just cost of entry, you know, whatever. Like cost of entry was his answer. It just, it literally didn't matter because it was so arousing to him. And the truth is I loved it. It felt amazing. So <laughs> but it definitely took some getting used to. And I think with a new partner who didn't actively get something out of it, find it very arousing. Um, I think I still wouldn't, unfortunately, probably feel comfortable asking, but I'm not really sure. Do you tend to orgasm quickly or take a long time? Well, that's a fantastic question. I think I probably take an average amount of time, but I definitely spent my life thinking it was way too fucking long. So, um, having done some of the learning that I've done about how long most women take, I've really tried to reframe that because one of the reasons I couldn't come for a long time was because I felt like I needed it to happen sooner. And then I started to get really self-conscious, like, you know, they'll get tired or bored or they want to finish or like, you know, they'll think there's something wrong with me. So, so much anxiety was there about the time it took. And one of the greatest things ever done for my sex life was like giving myself permission to take longer and even like to take orgasm off the table and just focus on pleasure entirely. Um, because I naturally had more orgasms that way because I wasn't so self-conscious about how long I was taking. Um, I mean, I've never timed it. Like I, I certainly think, especially with a vibrator it takes like, I don't know, probably less than five minutes most of the time. But I know some women who like take, you know, like 30 seconds and I'm like, Oh, that's fast, you know? And then in sex, it definitely takes a lot longer, like without vibrating stimulation. It, you know, it, the whole thing, it's like there has to be this long arousal process and then it takes a bunch of stimulation. And um, so I, I certainly feel self-conscious about that at times still, even though I'm pretty sure I'm within that average female orgasm range. So um, it's funny because my immediate reaction is like, oh, I take forever. But that's not actually true. That's just a story that I've sort of been taught, you know. I I can't remember if this is a conversation I had with you, but I think it was where we were talking about how if you think that the average woman takes 10 minutes and you take 20 minutes, then that feels like a really long time. But if you think that the average woman takes 30 minutes and you take 20 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm quick. Yep, exactly. So this, these lies that we tell ourselves, like that puts all this pressure on us, it's not even, you know, true. Like there is no average, there is no good or bad. but certainly, I think because of how quickly men come or can come, most of them, um, most women feel like they take too long. And so that that still yes. is a story that like I occasionally come up against. And even as you asked it, like that would have been my answer a few years ago. And now I'm like trying really hard to say I take a normal amount of time. <laughs> and perhaps <laughs> even for some, I take a very short amount of time in comparison because, you know, it could take anywhere from one to a hundred minutes and everybody, you know, as long as everybody's having fun, then who cares more than a hundred, you know, like what, what is this faster short thing that we're comparing against? 
Uh, do you enjoy dirty talk during sexual encounters? That's such a good question. Um, I enjoy talking. I think that a lot of dirty talk comes off as disingenuous to me. And I particularly don't like when it sounds like a porn script because that feels very impersonal. Um, I really hate when men say things like, yeah, you like that, don't you, baby? And I'm like, <laughs> that that does not turn me on. At, in fact, it takes me out of it. And I'm immediately like, well, are you really asking me a question? Or like, you know, there's there's a response that I have to that that is like, that's stupid. And I don't like that. But there there have certainly been dirty talk things that have been said to me that, I, that you know, like melted me and was like, holy shit, that's sexy. Um, I think that it just has to feel really authentic, you know, and, and it's not really about the words so mm. much. It, it, like, it's not like the word pussy turns me on, but if somebody used it in a way that was like meaningful, authentic, super tuned into me, it could be the hottest shit ever. So what is the activity that is most likely to bring you to orgasm? My vibrator. <laughs> Um, but in terms of like partnered sex, um, my own hand, honestly, probably, um, is the most likely because I know what I'm doing <laughs> and yeah. other people, it's like, I mean, I can give instructions, but it's, uh, it's usually just easier to do it myself. Before our final set of excerpts, I want to remind you that we women tend to spend a majority of our energy taking care of everyone else. And the holiday season multiplies that tendency exponentially. So now that gift giving season is coming to a close, I want to invite you to turn inward and start 2020 off by taking care of yourself. If your sex life isn't everything you want it to be, the 5% Braver group coaching program is for you. Each week, we meet on a video conference to talk about where you are today in your sex life, where you'd like to be, and the tiny, doable steps you can take each day to get there. The groups are small, only six people, so you get tons of personal attention and individualized homework each week. The sisterhood that's created among participants is amazing. One woman in the fall group said that she got more done in six sessions of our group than she had in five months with her therapist. And if you just can't stand the idea of spending time and attention on yourself because it feels selfish let me remind you that your satisfaction with your sex life doesn't just affect you. Your partner will enjoy sex more if you're more present. If you're able to shed some resentment or fear around sex, your kids and your coworkers will notice a shift in the air, even if they don't know exactly what it's about. There are multiple sections of the group, so you can find a time and day that works with your schedule. All of the information is at leahcarry.com forward slash brave. Registration is now open and seats are limited. I'd love to work with you. And now, 
on to our final clips from the November episode, A Throbbing in My Nether Regions, where we met Michelle. She is a longtime lesbian who has recently rediscovered an attraction to men. She's navigating these confusing waters while being married to the woman she calls the love of her life. As I said when this interview aired last month, Michelle stands as one of my favorite interviews that I've done yet. Her humor and vulnerability shine through as she opens up the deepest parts of her soul to my questioning. In this excerpt, Michelle talks about her dislike for bodily fluids, how her puritanical upbringing continues to affect her experience of sex today, and her hilarious experience with the sex toy that went viral, Tracy's dog. And there's a link to the toy in the show notes. Do you have sex during your period? No, I do not. I think I would freak out trying to do that uh, fluids nope Can't right it. it's the whole fluid thing yeah. <laughs> yep. what's the approximate number of sex partners you've had uh probably like six or seven do you prefer clit stimulation or penetration it's interesting um i would previously say penetration because that feels great but <laughs> Um, I just actually just got like a a actual vibrator is my first vibrator. I bought one and started using that on the clip part. And that's got me rescheduling meetings. Like that's (laughs) like, like, what the hell have I been missing? (laughs) What do you have a particular toy you're using that you want to recommend? I read this, that really funny Amazon review of Tracy's dog. Oh, yeah. And so that inspired me to buy that one. That thing, I threw the first time I used it, I felt myself going to a place. I was talking to somebody and nobody was there. And I just like, I threw it away from me. I was like, I will send that thing back. I don't want to review. I mean, I don't want to refund. Just take it back and throw it away. That thing is evil get it away from me. And then I used it again. And I was like, yeah, this thing's about to be my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. (laughs) I got a double Charlie horse with that thing. And I was like, what in what, what is this? I have a magical playlist that I listen to with that thing. Like we have a relationship. We are gonna get- damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite way to orgasm during sex? Oh gosh. I wish I knew. Um, that's the thing. Like I can count on my hand the number of times I have had an orgasm and might not use all my fingers. Like wow. I don't, and I've you know been talking about therapist about it, and we've come to the realization that it might have something to do with vulnerability. Like mm-hmm. just I am having a hard time being vulnerable. I expect the people I'm with to have 
multiple orgasms, but when it comes to me, it's just I can't let go for some reason. So we're trying to work through that. Yeah. What kind of touch do you enjoy most? Holding, I think. Just kind of like spooning or something like that, where like I feel like your arms, your hands, or, or whatever on me, it just kind of makes me feel secure, I think, in a way. Um, and I guess if we were talking about just like straight up sex, I'm not, I don't, I guess I don't really know. I have a lot to kind of figure out about sex. I had a lot, a lot of stuff I was holding on to, a lot of ideas and things that I don't think were the greatest yeah. for somebody, you know, and so I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. I love that you're in the exploration that you're not just saying, well, I never figured it out. So I'm out. You're actually saying I want to figure it out. Right. Yep. For sure. What are your hard red lines? Things that you absolutely don't want to explore. Anal sex. Not doing it. Not doing it. Like I can't, I cannot. Um, I have, it's funny, like I had a health situation where I had like a fissure and I had to have like surgery. And I like to joke that I literally had surgery because I was a tight ass. And so, <laughs> like, it just, so I'm just like, I'm a little bit nervous about aggravating anything back there. And I just, I, I just can't imagine any part of that being pleasurable for me. So I'm just sure. like, nah, not doing that. <laughs> Do you have hair down there or are you bare? Always have hair. Um, like it might be like, you know, lined up. Like I just went to the barbershop or some shit like that. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like it might look clean, but um, but yeah, like I keep it trimmed or whatever. Um, and I actually prefer the women that I'm with to have hair also. Oh, yeah. And what do you like about it? I just... It's a thing I have. I just don't think I could see like that much bare skin. It kind of puts me in the mind of somebody who's like prepubescent or something. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't do it. Like, I, I need to see some hair. It doesn't have to be like, you know, like a jungle down there or anything, but like, I need to see <laughs> something. And I thought about this for dudes. Like, I haven't, I didn't, I never really thought about this with guys. Like, what they, whether they had it or not, I never really considered if that was a thing that I needed to see for them. I guess I should probably start thinking about that. I don't know. You know, it's something that we expect women to think about and we don't expect men to think about at all. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a threesome or more? Ah, Miss Puritanical. No. <laughs> um, I, I have not. I've kind of thought about it. I don't know if I don't know if I could do that. Like I've always been so purely monogamous, like, you know, one person for one person is the thing for me. Um, And I don't know that I could share. Now, my wife and I have talked about that, like the possibility some years ago, we were like, that probably wouldn't work out the greatest just because of jealousy issues. And, you know, if if that person were able to make you make a noise or, you know, make you have an orgasm in my case, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when she she was struggling to do that, um, she would have a problem with that. And so we, we just figured out that wasn't anything for us. And so I haven't done it outside of her either. Yeah. Do you enjoy giving blowjobs or oral sex? I enjoy get like, you know, we talked about the whole fluids thing. 
Um, yeah. That's the only drawback, but like the smell and the, the, just the sounds women, I love that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love that. Um, and so I love the whole thing. Um, and on men, yeah, I mean, I like the effect that it does um, to them. And, you know, not so much, you know, getting like, like coming in my face or anything like yeah. that or in my mouth or anything like that. Like, nah. But I enjoy giving it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy receiving oral sex? Absolutely. God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right like let's do this um and it is, like I, I, gosh i think about like when i was first starting out and it was just so it freaked me out so like what are you doing down there like you know thinking like do i smell okay like does it take how does that taste kind of i freaked out a lot i was very neurotic it took me a long time to let go of that and now it's just like man if you ain't doing this you better get the hell out of my face like, like <laughs> but but yeah, no, I love receiving it. Yeah. What's the kinkiest thing you enjoy? I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. Um, I think I might be into some some BDSM kind of stuff. Um, but I don't I don't know enough about it. Like, you know, I so I guess I'm kind of looking forward to finding something out. My wife is definitely like she's done everything so she's definitely into that um and she's excited about the prospect of doing some of this stuff with me um and i've just always kind of been scared um to do it but i think i might be like a what like a like a sub is that what they're called like yeah a sub or a bottom okay i think i'll probably be more inclined to do that because I have such control freak issues and have to have so much control, you know, in, in running projects in my job and stuff. And like, I need control. It's actually like fantasies I have is like control to control to be taken from me. That is so common. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be what I need. And you know, what could be interesting um, for you with BDSM um, is that we think about it in very sexual connotation and a lot of people do include it in their sex lives, but there are also people who, who they experience some sort of, let's say for you, a submission scene where, you know, maybe they get paddled or whatever. Um, but it doesn't end in sex. It is just Mm. the scene to experience the sensation, Hmm. but it's not necessarily tied to then let's climb into bed and give you an orgasm, which might be an Mm -hmm. interesting thing for you to play with since Mm -hmm. you do have challenges with letting down your guard and, Mm -hmm. and orgasming that maybe you play with it simply for the experience of sensation and submission. I heard something about something like that in one of your, your recent, um, podcast where somebody was saying something about that. And I was like, that's an option. Yeah. But, like, I was just like, okay. Like there's like a lot, like just stuff I haven't ever considered. Yeah. And it, it's a little intimidating, um, you know, but sure. I'm looking forward to, to kind of, at least I'm at this place where I'm willing to kind of look into it and try, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you can try it once and you never have to do it again, but mm-hmm. it's exciting that you're at the place where you want to try. For sure. For sure. 
Do you enjoy dirty talk during sexual encounters? I enjoy saying it to a certain degree. Um, but there's always some things I just can't say, um, <laughs> you know, and I enjoy hearing it. Um, I don't know that I necessarily like hearing whispering in my ear. I don't know that I like that sensation of like moisture and, and heat in my yeah. ear. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if a woman is like to give me directions, like I'm just doing something that she really likes. Yes. Tell me that. <laughs> yes. Very much enjoy that. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I definitely do say some things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy laughter during sexual encounters? Um, I do enjoy the occasional joke. I don't, ex- I don't like expect it regularly, but mm-hmm. I think it can be like an awesome, just kind of relationship builder and like tension breaker and, and stuff like, like humor is like super huge to me. Um, yeah. So why not have it, you know, come into that space as well. It's not like, you know, sex is so super serious. Like it just, you know, there's no room for that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Um, is there something you fantasize about but have never asked for in real life? Um, that I have fantasized about, I think probably like something like like force. I think like uh, like pushing me up against the wall and like you know what I mean. Like obviously with a person that I'm that I that I trust and that I love and feel safe with. Yeah. But just like like that kind of thing, like you know, kind of manhandle me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> like like that kind of thing. Like you know what I mean? Like I I think that, but I I feel kind of I want to say dirty, but you know, it feels kind of bad to you know ask for that kind of thing. You know. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us during this first year of Good Girls Talk About Sex. We'll be back in two weeks to begin our second year. That episode features a non-binary person of color named Jazz, who talks about how genitals are not the be-all and all of gender. If all of the recent talk about gender as a spectrum has you confused or feeling uncomfortable, be sure to listen to this episode. Also in 2020, a woman who loves her husband, but dreads sex. A woman who works as a sexual surrogate for people with disabilities who might not otherwise be able to experience sexual pleasure. A woman in her 70s who spent the first half of her life working through issues of childhood sexual abuse. And one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most, a woman who is active in her religious community and recently began swinging with her husband. And so much more. I can hardly wait to share it all with you. Until then, come find me on Instagram and YouTube at Good Girls Talk.